All right, huddle up, huddle up. We're gonna crank these engines up on one, on one. All right. What did he? What did he set? Drivers, start your engines. This is the finish line. I approached a great offensive lineman in the past. Larry Little, Dwight Stevenson, Jim Langer, all Hall of Famers, and Richmond Webb belongs to that same group. Here are your hosts, legendary Miami Dolphins left tackle Richmond Webb, Reason, and Mr. Ballgame. Good Fin Nation, what's good? It's your boy Reason, and we are back here for another episode of The Finish Line. As always, I'm joined by the legendary Richmond Webb and the Triple OG Mr. Ball Game. Um, I wanted to start this off, and everyone in the chat, because we got the emoji, if you're watching live right now, I mean, if you're listening to this on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, wherever, just yell it then. I need everyone to spam the chat with Richmond Webb and his emoji I have of him in that nice, beautiful gold Hall of Fame jacket because, guys, this is the year. How how convinced am I that this is going to be the year? I have talked to my to – my, let's call this merchandise, man. And we are going to be hitting the streets with hats, T-shirts, and hoodies – of Richmond Webb for Hall of Fame 2023. We're going to make a campaign out of this, and we're going to do it every year. We're going to update this until he gets in. But in the next few weeks, we are launching the merch for all of y'all to go out there and rock. It needs to happen this year, Richmond. This is the year we are going to get you on the map because, I hey, I know you'd never say anything about a fly, let alone hurt one, but – Baselli ain't supposed to be in there before you, bro. Let's all stop lying to ourselves right now, okay? I don't care what anyone says, all right? Baselli ain't supposed to be in there before you. That's just a downright lie, man, all right? So, anyways, that said, gentlemen, it's not only Victory Monday, it's kind of Victory Lap Monday for all those who keep telling y'all, man, if you just watch the film, if he cleans a few things up, this kid in this offense, it's going to be next level. It's going to be next level. There's potential here. Oh, you know, and now it's victory lap Monday for all of us who believed into it. And I'm joined by both of you who were right there with me, whether we're on the finish line or fin side, the NFL, we, we, we supported that kid full, full way. And it kind of feels like vindication, doesn't it? Gentlemen, like this man goes out and puts up the fourth most passing yards in Miami Dolphins single game history. Top three, obviously Marino. And then he ties Greasy and Marino for the most touchdown passes in a single season game for the Dolphins. How you feeling, gentlemen? I mean, I know everyone else is happy because the watch mister's like, let's go, Mr. Webb, absolute idol. <laughs> How are y'all feeling the, 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 on this beautiful Wednesday? Yeah. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, y'all looking mighty, Damn. mighty happy. I mean, good evening. <laughs> I'm tripping on you, everybody, babe. Good evening, gentlemen. That uh, I'm doing good. Y'all looking mighty handsome. Uh, I appreciate that reason. Uh, you know, I was 
on Twitter watching TV, and then I started getting congrats. Congrats. I didn't even know the list that came out. And so uh, I saw so many people was, you know, mentioning and showing me love. I said, man, let me go and just send everybody a thank you because I definitely appreciate it, you know, when people make mention of it and, and take time out to, to congratulate you on something like that. So um, definitely did that and been interacting all day with Twitter, on Twitter about it. So uh, definitely honored, great, uh, definitely grateful for, you know, even being on that list with the guys that's on there. So uh, that's an accomplishment within itself. But um, two and zero, oh, um, the first half started out a little rough, and then we got going. But um, it just and and I think we've all talked about it. But just as this is what we knew this offense is capable of, and I, I think there are going to be times our defense struggling and stuff like that. But um, I would say probably the last two years before this, if we got behind like we did majority of the time our offense wasn't built or designed um, to come from behind like that. So to see that and then to, to see the, 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 even on the sidelines, I, I never saw anybody like frustrated or point, it, it, it was like everybody kind of stayed calm and it seemed like they're feeding off the energy of the head coach. Cause I remember he just kept looking at his plays, calling them and he never looked like he was like, even though we were down, he was, I mean, he was, he was on point, and I, I think the team feeds off of that. And because mm -hmm. he said know. at halftime, they all had their like heads down. They all seemed down. He told them, "Listen, yeah, not going to get any worse. Only way is up from here. Like, let's let's find something positive out of this game. We still have a second half, and look at how they responded to him. Flores would never. Flores would have benched Tua, and then the whole locker room just would have had their head down, thinking we ain't winning with Teddy. This is this ain't this ain't happening. It's over." Yeah, and you know, yeah, you're right. You know, throwing two picks, like I said, it started out rough, and then we finally got going, and it seemed like we would gain a little traction, and then Baltimore would hit a big play. But it was can like, I say okay, this, though? Like, you can I say whatever the, you want. I, to, I broke you know? down the film yesterday on Finside the NFL with Martin. You know, the homie uh -huh. Martin, right? Yep. And uh -huh. two actually had you could see the light was going on in the first half. He was making some good throws. The problem is that second throw. We all knew yep. how bad of a decision it was in the bracketed coverage. The first one, he was just a hair late. It was a it was a good throw. He drove behind it. He was just a touch late on the read. That's it. The ball should have the ball was coming out when Tyreek was turning him when it should have been up like three quarters of the way the stem of the route. The ball should have been out. So when he turns, the ball's there. And if he yep. would have had that timing, boom, yep. that would have been a first down. So, you know, like the film really showed that the light was starting to go on, you know? So I just wanted to add, cause I know, I know you were talking about the first half and stuff. Like I was much more impressed when I watched the film of those first half. Oh, and, and, and you can see the confidence that young man exudes. Mm. He understands this offense and you never saw him. Like a lot of times when you having a bad game, normally one of your teammates will say, Hey man, come on. Just, he never showed that. And so, yep. you know, when you know, you said, okay, I make these mistakes. And he got a little gunslinger in him. I mean, I've seen him the last three years. I want, he's – Bro, that throw he, to Gusecki? Yeah, he, he fits some balls in some tight windows. So, I mean, he ain't scared at all. So, it's like uh, – we, 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 I think we got our guy. I mean, we've all three said it. But um, before I go too long, I'm going to turn it over to my homie, Mr. Ball Game, and, and uh, let him – Jump on the mic. How you doing, Mr. Ball Game? 
Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm um, man, my my throat was pretty raw on Sunday, going back and forth yelling. At the each time we scored a touchdown, but for the most part, you know, I had us predicted to win. I always believe that um, this team, in order to officially consider yourself one of the elite teams in the AFC, you got to go into the house of the people that traditionally drug you. Right, it's been a long time since we'd actually ever won in Baltimore and um, punch them in the mouth, go into the refrigerator and take out what you want and do what you will with the women and the children. You know what I'm saying? In mama, in your mama's and, robe and, and in her slippers, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, the first half, I told my sons at the end of the first half, I said, you know, I think um, this is exactly what they needed in terms of Adversity. getting punched in the face. Yeah. Now they can wake up a bit and we can see really what's going on. And my boys was like, damn, but it's, it's Lamar, though. I said, like, no, I said, it's Lamar against our defense. So our defense, they either going to let them hang or not. Like, I, I felt very much the same way McDaniels felt. You know what I mean? There's, it couldn't get any worse. Yeah. So just That's go out true. there and just play ball now. You feel me? And uh, yeah. they did that. And um, to say I was surprised, I, I mean, I'm, I really wasn't. Like, we've been talking about this kid for the longest time now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm just really the glad footwork that. footwork ball game. Yeah, I the saw the I, I, I saw the twenty two. I saw the twenty two, bro. It was it's yeah. I sent it bro. to you. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah it's impeccable, oh. man. I um for anyone out here, that, I I'm, I'm gonna just say this, and I'm gonna leave it alone. For anyone that's out here that's ever played the game of football and you've ever had a substantial injury, mm-hmm. you completely understand what it's like to have to work to get yourself back to feeling like yourself. Most people don't understand that. So they're highly critical, and they've been highly critical of this kid. But to know is to know, and not know, and then still say a whole bunch of crazy stuff just makes you foolish. And I think it's time for people to really start paying attention to the brilliance that they've got um, orchestrated, they're orchestrating down here in Miami, man. Um, Tyreek said what he said. He, he go out every week, and he proved that no one can cover him. And with a quarterback that's willing to just stand back there, and finesse the pocket, and just unleash that thing, man, it's going to be a problem. Like, I, I have said it all along. I don't know how anybody's going to ever be able to defend this. Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm overly – I'm obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% satisfied with what we did on Sunday. I don't even care about the picks. The win, the Ws is all I really care about. But for him to be able to go out there and basically do this, Give that to a whole bunch of people and say, you know what? <laughs> Sit on it and spin for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. If he won't say it, I will. Because uh, he 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 worked his ass to get back here, and um, I'm glad now. Um, we're gonna be a part of this ride to watch him continue to mature and become the guy that we all felt he could be. So I'm gonna be honest because I know I put my neck out there early on when we got McDaniel saying I think we could shocking all teams out of the gate and catch them by surprise but putting a lot of points up on them and then when ball game made his point about you know he expected the o-line not to get it together until week six i was like oh you know what privately i was like i didn't tell anyone this i was like you know what that's oh, man i hope that ain't the case and then after week one i was like oh man when I, the run game not so much the o-line but the run game I was like, yeah, yeah, I was like the run game. I feel like the run game was after week one. I was like, man, and that's why I was like, you know, Mozart needs to lead this backfield. And it felt this weekend like the gears are starting to get going because that run game needs to click against Josh Allen to keep him off the field, you know, and we'll get into all that. But 
dude, that pa- the pass pro, pass pro uh, you know, other than beautiful. Eichenberg, um, just that functional strength, man. That's really and and him, him. I think he was a little too aggressive in trying to initiate. Um, the contact yeah, and he overextended him. Yeah, he overextended himself. But you know that's yeah. the anxiousness I think of him not wanting to. Um, it's all technique with him. He had bad hands too. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he was. We'll get into all that. Um, let's all start right. off with the Ravens game. Um, I want your guys' thoughts. You know, obviously, big fourth quarter, absolutely massive fourth quarter. We outscored them twenty-eight to three in the fourth quarter for the forty-two thirty-eight win. Um. You know, when I broke down the all 22, the one throw that like just drops your jaw is the end zone view of that Gasecki throw because uh, there's a couple things on it. And you saw it throughout the game. Like if you look at it, right, if you go back and watch the play, um, we schemed him open. The man on the boundary, I believe it's um, Cedric. he, He takes two men with the curl. Then um, I forget who it was. Someone else is oh, it's Tyreek. Tyreek takes a bracket right at the goal line. And then literally you see it's a deep ass dig for it's a deep dig. And he just right behind the right behind the bracketed coverage at the goal line. Gisecki schemes like everyone bit how they wanted to them, how they designed the play. And then when you look, that's like a 35 yard dot to the back of the end zone where there ain't much room in the end zone. Like people need to realize how tough of a throw that is. That is a franchise quarterback throw. That is an elite throw. And another thing, and I'll post it to Twitter tomorrow. Cause I was just lazy today. Cause well, my wife's, my wife's leaving for five days. To, so I've been hanging out with the family today. So I'll do it tomorrow morning on Twitter, but everyone talking about this busted coverage, specifically the one play we're caught with Kyle Hamilton out there. Listen, that's again, Kyle Hamilton, you look at his hips, you look at his eyes, he bit on the deep dig from Waddle because Waddle was getting fed, and that is what left Tyreek one-on-one to blow by, and that's what caused the slow reaction. Again, that is game flow and play design set him up in a one-on-one matchup that he took you know, they play – Kyle Hamilton played right into their hands if you actually watch the game flow and look at that play design. Yeah, they how, baited it, how, yeah, they, they baited him, man, yeah. and they made him pay. And so these people out here – like I'm telling you, not only do we have Tua taking that next step, I think Coach McDaniel has put to doubt any, any, any – he's put to rest any doubt all y'all had about him as a play caller. And, I mean, Richmond – ball game you know how mad i was getting when people were comparing him to like gase and cam cameron and philbin and how lazy i thought it was and you see this guy after two years i mean sorry two games and it feels like he's going to be here for years you know what i mean like and i don't know whether it's subconsciously because of don shula and me seeing him at grow old rocking the aviators then i watch mcdaniel rocking the aviators and all of a sudden it just puts it together but listen i i had a conversation with someone today about this and you know, McVay, he'll leave the Rams on his own terms. He's he, Shanahan. He'll leave the 49ers on their own turn on his own terms because of what they've already accomplished early on. Right. And, you know, right. Shanahan and McVay are going to continue to add to those accomplishments. I feel like McDaniel is going to be the same thing. It's going to be one of those things where unless he wants to leave and he's done enough here, like Sean Payton, done it all. Nothing more left for me to do here. I'm out. You know what I mean? I feel like that's what Mike McDaniel is going to turn into. I think we got our guy. I think this is the best coaching hire since Don Shula. 
and everyone knows I'm a huge Tony Sperano fan, but, and I would have ran through a wall for Dan Campbell, but this guy is just already just, and I'm not even talking about just play calling the play design and our offense. And I feel boys like this running game is right around the corner. And when that running game gets going, if you think you can't stop us now, it's gonna be what's going to happen when it happens, but your guys thoughts on the game and guys third down. Do we got the best third down quarterback in the NFL right now? <laughs> Do we? Well, I, th- I think uh, I think across the board, man. For me, um, one I'll start with McDaniel's. Um, mm. You rarely see rookie head coaches with this much moxie and uh, grit mm. and um, will to just say, you know what, my guys are better than yours, so I'm not going to take them off the field. We can get this. Um, that in itself is confidence um, that this team also needed. So if the if the coach is confident in them, mm-hmm. you got to know right off the bat it's a trickle down effect to these guys going out there and laying it all out on the line for him as well. And I think that's what we that's what we saw on Sunday, especially when you say he went into the locker room and had a conversation with him. They got up to go back out there and fight because he wasn't ready to he wasn't ready to throw in the towel. And mm-hmm. um, that in itself can be exactly what this team needs over the first couple weeks to continue to define who they are as a team and find their identity because it's the same process every year for them. The pass pro from the offensive line was much improved. And I, I, God, man, (laughs) he had so much time back there. I think um, the Ravens were actually trying to figure out like, what the hell? This Mm. is not what we saw. This was not what we saw on film. You know what I mean? But that's the group believing in each other. You know what I mean? And if you can get, all 53 believing in the same concept, believing in the same thing that we can go out and we can compete with anyone on any given Sunday. That makes you a dangerous, that makes you a dangerous team just because yeah. of the fact that um, they got punched in the mouth early with the kickoff return, but then they came back, drove down. Obviously he had the hiccup, but then, you know, you go back and you tied up seven, seven and Lamar was going to be Lamar, right? He's an exceptional, exceptional athlete. Yeah. Their offense is built completely around him. And some things that, you know, no matter how defensively well you do at scheming up, the guy going to get loose at some point. And the run that he had, you know, even when they went up and they took, you know, when they that took zero? that long run. On the zero? On the was, zero. Yeah. I said to my oldest son then, I was like, that'll be the last one he get, bro. They're not going to give him anything else. They're going to fix it. And he was like, but, Dad, this Lamar and, you know, mm. we still ain't figured out how to start. I said, watch. Just watch. To be honest, even until we started, like, until we started getting back in that game and you could tell the defense was rallying behind the offense a little, offense bit. A little bit. You know, yeah. until we started collapsing the pocket, he was having one of his best games as a passer again. And the guy had a perfect passer rating against us. Like, I, that was one of the best passing performances, uh, probably the best passing performance I've seen of his career, man. Like, I think what I think I think what I saw what I saw firsthand was um, I saw Xavier Howard groin injury for the, for the, yeah that but for the first time I saw him really not take a guy serious and then when Bateman showed him that he could get out on him that changed the landscape for him so he started right. he started watching him play off a little bit yeah. started watching him bait started watching him watch to see what Lamar was actually going to do and he almost took that one. That play in itself ignited those boys then at that point, too, because then they was like, you know what? Nothing else for these guys. Yeah. Nothing else. You know, and then the game in that point changes because then Baltimore wanted to go back to trying to run the ball, whether it was two yards here, a yard here, or you got a long third down. Now, okay, mm-hmm. we can change up some things. We 
you really got to show us you can get this ball out to these guys in these spaces now. And when they got them off the field, you know, mm-hmm. we started getting them punting, and, you know, and then they went forward on that fourth, fourth down trying to, you know, close out the game, you know, on the fourth and one or fourth and inches or what it was. When we stopped them, you know, and, and Wilkins knocked the ball loose and they picked it up and then we turned it over. And that's when I told my son, I said, the rally's on right here. It's going to be a wrap. They ain't going to be able to recover from this because they was, that, that was sure points on the board for them that they left out there on the field. And now at that point, the momentum had completely swung and people were looking. I You can feel it. I felt it because I've been in those type of games before. I've coached those games before where it's one play. That all the defense got to do is just stand up for one play yeah. and get the ball back to the offense. And the offense was ready and they took off. And then yeah. after that point, they couldn't recover. So yeah. it was it was beautiful. And then I was watching McDaniels on the sideline, right? He's standing over there with his, you know, he was standing over there with his call sheet, but he was looking smiling. around at everybody, smiling and stuff like, but like, I I knew we could do this, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. what I mean? let's keep going, you know, that type of thing. So I was like, yeah. yeah, this, yeah, he and his he and his element now, man, and this team believes. So let's talk about this Richmond um, ball game. Brought it up. We've talked slightly talked about it. Okay, the O line. For context, last year when we played them, we allowed twenty four pressures. This year we only allowed nine, and it was. Um, eight hurries in one sack, no QB hits. And the sack was on that Durham Smythe whiff to the left side on Justin Houston sack. That was, that wasn't even on alignment. All right. So, and we still had, there's a few hiccups with Connor Williams fan blocking and helping out Robert Hunt when clearly Eichenberg needed help against guys like Calias Campbell and Calias Campbell, you know, and uh, Eichenberg struggled with his hand placement and um, he, you know, he just he wasn't that great. But still, still, that O line in pass pro was one of the probably the best efforts since we've got since what the unicorns were around. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and 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 we talked about to his footwork earlier. You saw him weaving and maneuvering through the pocket on different plays. He was being creative and improvising. And yeah. for the first time, Richmond, it looked like he trusted the protection in front of him and his footwork played off his comfortability to that protection. And you know that we got, we got that, that Tua that everyone saw in the second half against Kansas city that we saw in the fourth quarter against Atlanta that we saw against Arizona in year one paled in comparison to the Tua we saw in the second half on Sunday. Um, well, what were your thoughts about the O line specifically? Yeah, it was one of the best games I've seen in a while. Um, when you watch the offensive line and they ran some stunts, you know, ET stuff like that, and they were able to pass off, you know, the stunts and still give two a time. Um, it made it, it's a, it was a huge difference comparing looking at the offensive line this early in the season compared to looking at them last year early in the season. And like I said, at time, Eichenberg struggled, but I look at it and say, okay, he hadn't really played offensive guard. He was a tackle pretty much throughout his year. So normally as a going from tackle to guard, you're normally a bulkier, bigger guy, kind of short, stocky, uh, to be able to take on those big three techniques or whatever like that. So he's got some adjustments to make. And then also Connor Williams played guard. He's playing center now. So you got a couple of guys that's only had a few games at new positions, but overall I was highly impressed with the way they protected the quarterback and to allude to what both of you guys said, I, I, I think the team knew they were good, but sometimes mentally it has a click up here. Uh, I think on paper everybody knew we had. I think 
you know, with Tyreek coming over this and that, but everything has to come together and everything has to work. And for, you know, Coach McDaniel to go in at halftime and say, hey, it can't get no worse than this, you know, can't mess it up no more. And then they finally, you know, gather themselves, get together. And then once they got rolling, even though we were behind, they they showed no will of, man, we're not going to win this football game. They didn't look like they were playing from desperation. They were confident throughout. And it's going to only get better as they continue to play together week in, week in. Like you said, we still got things to clean up. And, but it was, I mean, for offense to go put up 42 points on the road after the way we played the first half, man, I, I think everybody's excited because, I mean, it was it was a hell of a game. Does Austin Jackson get his job back from Greg Little? Man, he looked, Greg Little looked good, bro. Um, nope. He's going to take Leon Eichenberg's pot. That's what I think. That's what I think. think. That's what it is. Okay. Move him next yep. to Armstead. Him and Armstead. Austin Armstead. Jackson next to Armstead. I like that more than Eichenberg. For yeah. sure. That, that could looked, complete this line, really, if you think about it. I was little looked really good at that right tackle position. I watched him. I was like, on that Edmonds, on that Edmonds run, that block, yeah. huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I, simple question. Did the game slow down and did it look like the light went on for Tua in the second half? Indeed. Indeed. It was like it was it was like he was basically throwing um apples into a uh, into a wide open tub. You know yeah. what I'm saying? With no yeah. with no issues. Like he was at the fair, he just picking up. Yeah, I got you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you doing that over there? Oh, I still got a I guy got right you. here. Oh, you double him? Well, we forgot about this one. Got you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's so I got a question for you guys out because you guys know another thing that bugged the hell out of me was when we would when I on my channel or us on this podcast would provide context in terms of the offensive line, the weaponry around him, the coaching staff personnel around him. And people tried to label those contextual points as excuses. How do they look like right now? Huh? Huh? Context matters, huh? I just saying. But here's the problem, though. I'm sorry, Richard. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Come on, Bob. The, the problem, the problem for me is that when you look at the teams that all these other guys that they're comparing him to have, no one <laughs> discounts the fact that they have superstars and yeah. you know what I'm saying, great players around those guys. Dude, the but Chargers then, had seven players in the top 100. Exactly. That's my point. And then we go out and we just go and grab some guys that we know can play. Legitimate football and that are great at their position, and now all of a sudden that's an excuses now. But (laughs) Herbert walked into a perfect situation. They went and grabbed. They went and got Joe Burrow. Everything he wants. They emptied the bank for him. So like, why, why, why shouldn't we go and be able to do the same thing for Tua? Like, if you really want to make the comparison, okay, now we now now he has what he needs. Now y'all can start this comparison foolishness, and let's see what it looked at. Let's see what it looks like right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they 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 do this. Bro, don't look anything remotely close to the guy that they were talking about, and 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 Raven, you know what I mean, and all this other foolishness. And Herbert, oh, he over there with the hurt. Oh, but he got hurt ribs. You know what I'm saying? As yeah, a quarterback a now, but when yeah, but when Tua yeah, but when Tua got hurt, right? He tried to go back in the game, and Flores wouldn't let him go back in, and they called him soft. Like, come on, man, knock it yeah. off, man. I hate how they they run with these narratives, bro, and and all this other foolishness. Josh Allen goes and misses a wide receiver wide open, right? Yeah. Guy 
on a bootleg, you know what I'm saying, a reverse bootleg to the left, missed the guy. All it was was a touch throw. You're talking about an all-pro quarterback. He missed him. And he was like, oh, well, you know, that's just a bad play card. No, but if it had been tour, it would have been something completely blown out of proportion. Oh, he just can't make that throw. Oh, he's still having problems with this, that, and the other. I don't understand why all this foolishness come from, man. And these are guys that legitimately, most of this stuff is coming from places. These guys getting paid money to go out and talk on a national stage and looking like idiots now. And even though they're wrong, they still won't admit that they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my thing, Paul. Game is there's no accountability right now. People are trying to either backpedal or they're saying, "Oh, well, you know, I was hard on him because this is what I wanted." You know, and people who have been on record as saying they do not believe on him. Hell, there's people who were on record, whether on Twitter or YouTube, saying they didn't believe in Tua wasn't the guy after the first half. Yeah. All right. So, like, like, like that's the thing. Like, there's people who can't flat out admit they were wrong all right because the people who watched the film said hey if he cleans this up this up the the consistently reading all three levels the pre-snap reads if he cleans up the 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 bad decisions and forcing it and playing hero ball you're gonna have something great in this offense and guess what And, and 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 you know and all respect to the people who went on twitter and youtube and said i was wrong let me take my L. All right? Because guess what? At the end of the day, an above-average quarterback in the NFL ain't going to do what Tua just did. You got to be way better than above-average to do what Tua just did. That's just fact. I don't know what else to tell you. So my oh, thing is, listen, if you are wrong, that's not the issue. It's the, all these people in the media and the Dolphin fan base that aren't taking accountability, accountability. for being wrong. That's yep. where I'm at, man. That's they where might, I'm at. Not do it. Yeah. Some of them because y'all were yeah. feeding us yeah, we're every keep week. Dragging them there. Y'all were coming after us them. every week for believing in this kid that if he cleaned all this stuff up, y'all got something real special here. Y'all kept saying, "Oh, don't see it. No way. No way. He's trash. He's trash. Your opinion's trash." Every week we had to listen to that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, go ahead, Brisbane. What are your thoughts on did the light go on? And let's go off of what Ballgame said. What do you have to say about some of the media members saying, oh, it's a Ravens collapse. It's not an epic comeback from Tua. <clears throat> when if it was Herbert, Mahomes, or Burrow that did it, it would have been, oh, it's because they're great. You yeah, know that's, what I mean? That, that's, that's the narrative out there. And, um, you know, one thing I always say, the film don't lie. And you can call it whatever you want to. You can say – Baltimore collapsed, whatever. Well, they did, but it was a reason they did. And it was it was because the Dolphins were executing. If you get out-executed, no matter how you want to – you can word it no matter how you want to word it, but at the end of the day, we got that dub. And that's, that's what's important. And um, a lot of people look for ways to say it without giving, you know, to a credit or whatever and just then say, hey, I, I could even – if they didn't give him credit and say, hey, it seems like this guy is improving a little bit every year or he's really getting off to it. They won't even give that credit. And um, I think I was on Twitter and somebody posted a a video from Colin Cow Cowherd or whatever. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is with him. But he was man, trying to he, say he overthrew Gusecki in the back of the end zone because he doesn't understand the throw. He doesn't understand a, the throw. It's ridiculous. I'm 100% convinced to is spurring his daughter. Man, yeah, it's something, man. I'm, I'm telling Trey you, it's, Lance, it's, yeah. it's bad, man. I'm telling you, it's just like it shouldn't be that obvious. I mean, some of the arguments he makes sometimes, he'd be like, 
you know, you hate, really, man. really reach yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So, what, is this, what does um, this kid do to you that makes you yeah. feel like you need to get out here and spew all this foolishness about him? You are yeah. really, you are legitimately willing to stand and die on that hill by yourself as this kid <laughs> is making a fool out of you now. Week yeah. to week, he's going to do this. I believe he is going to do this. There may be some hiccups, but you, by the end of the season, you will not be able to drag Tua Tagovailoa's name through the mud anymore. And then what do you have? It's not worth it. it Ryan, worth I, it. Hey, shout out to Ryan Clark though, because Ryan Clark calling them all out. Yeah, every opportunity. Yeah, yeah. When they talked, yeah. made the deal about the height thing. He basically said, "You're stupid if you believe that." Believe he basically that. said, "You don't know football if that's what yeah. your issue is." Yeah. Like, there it is. Which it shouldn't yep. even have been a narrative because, like, it, it just shouldn't have because that's like fundamental stuff you learn one hundred and one. Like, I don't know how we're even talking about that. So yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um. All right, let me ask you this ball game. Yes, sir. With Allen and Burrow on deck, all right, and those two offenses, should we be worried about how Lamar looked for the first three and a bit quarters? I think it's, I think it's a concern. I mean, every week, week to week, you prepare for the whoever's coming up, but um, there's always concern because things could get out of hand relatively quickly, but – I think this week in particular, this game meant a little differently because, you know, that drug that drugging that they gave us two years ago and then we kind of gave it back to them, this thing was personal. And the fact that we were able to go on the road and get a victory, that, that made it even more sweet for this team in particular. The Bills thing is very similar. You know, they've been, they've been whooping on us now for, what, eight or nine games, mm-hmm. right, four, you know, almost four seasons, four or five seasons now. So um, – it concerns me, but it's another one of those situations where they really just got to stand up, man, and let them hang, bro. Like, at this point, you're either going to continue to be bullied or you're going to become the bully. And in football, there's no middle ground. You either you either take it to them or they're going to take it to you. And I That's believe Jonathan that. Martin. Yeah, after this. After, <laughs> after, you know, coming off of this, coming off of this Ravens win, man, I think this was exactly what this team needs to officially – Say to themselves when they look when they look left and look right at each other, enough's enough. He breathed just like us. He put his shoes on just like us. They're no better than us. We fixated on them for too long. Let's get them out of our heads and, and go ahead and put these hands on them. And that's what that's what I believe they you know I believe that's what's gonna happen Sunday. In, in my opinion, I think that um, Buffalo has its own. It's Allen, bro. It's Allen to Diggs. Nothing else about them scares me. But the problem is, is that no one else, no, no one really has had the secondary or the athletes, athletes to match up well enough to be able to neutralize. So are you worried about? We saw what AB did to X last year when he was nagging groin injury. Now he's got a nagging groin. That's what I was told on the weekend, and then the report came out today. Are you? Are you? He already can't keep up with Diggs. He's not that type of athlete. Right. Are you even more worried right now? No, because we got a guy. We got we got a superior athlete on the perch, and 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 Holland who can stay over the top and neutralize pretty much anything he can do for us. I mean, listen, as long as we make the game long, twenty to twenty. Would you put crossing can, on him because he's the better I athlete? Would, I would. I put crossing on him because he can run with him. You know, stride for stride, speed for speed, and crossing is actually probably more athletic than he is. So yes, yeah. I swap him up. I'd give X the other side. Um, not Gabriel Davis though. Now what up? What up? Is it Gabriel Davis? 
Isn't David Gabe Davis is out, isn't he? Oh, he's out. Oh, well, then, yeah, yeah, definitely swap X to the opposite side, whoever that is, it ain't gonna matter, and give Crossing the help with Diggs as needed, and then just neutralize that run. I mean, you gotta think, right? Aside from that run that Lamar got, when you look at the stats, that we really only gave up like 46 yards rushing. Mm. You see what I'm saying? The run defense yeah. was actually there. When you go back and look at the actual stat lines, we actually pretty, did a Hell of a damn job on, on stopping the run. So make Josh Allen beat you, right? If Tindall's coming back or they put somebody in play to be able to stay on the edges to ensure that he doesn't slip out and get all that other yeah. extra yardage that he gets to keep plays going, then he becomes just like Lamar. I don't believe athletically he's better than Lamar. So are you doing the same thing with Lamar in terms of level rushing to keep him in front? Yes, yes, yes. And we call it butt deep, right? We 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 in 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 the coaching in the coaching world we call that we tell the defensive ends go butt deep, All right? So you're only going as deep as the the butt of the the guy that you defending. I mean that that, that you uh, pushing against, and you keeping them you keeping yourself outside so that they can't get outside of you, so you can break free to get there if you need to. You know, okay. and and yeah, yeah. And, and make him prove, make Josh Allen prove he's the passer everybody believes him to be. Because as far as I've seen over the history of this thing. Josh Allen doing a whole bunch of throwing to wide open dudes. Now, I haven't seen a lot of intricate, tight window throws from him. I've seen a whole bunch of, like, on Sunday, him throwing to Diggs for that deep bomb that he threw. The double move, that was a blown coverage, but ain't nobody saying nothing about that either. The, mm. the safety clearly misread it and because the, the corner had outside leverage. Josh widened him out even more and then went back inside him. The guy was hoping that there was somebody in the middle third and the guy was not there to be seen. So that's a blown coverage, but ain't nobody talking about that either. So for me, each one has their, mo- you know, Burrow's not as mobile as either of the two, Lamar mm-hmm. and Allen, but I think you attack them all the same, bro. You just keep everything in front of you, and you make them make the reads. And then, you know, as long as you don't give up the long ball, you're good. Yeah. You know, so. I got I got to ask you this. From what you've seen, if we get similar effort and production in pass pro, Richmond, um, are Tua Tungvaloa in this offense capable of keeping up with Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, I, I think they, they're going to have to. I, 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 uh, Buffalo is capable of putting up points, and we definitely got to be able to put to be able to put up points to match that. So um, the more efficient we are offensively, like you said, we need to be able to run the football, this and that. Mm-hmm. To limit the That's the best of, defense for Josh Allen. Keep him off limit, the field with the run game. The field and limit opportunities. And um, like you say, play the matchup games like ball game was just talking about. Um, I think that's the best thing. But the key thing is, is containing Josh Allen. You know, not so much him throwing down the field, but it's when he can break outside the pocket and run and get those first downs or get those big plays, you know, use his leg. I mean, he's, he's a hell of a player, but um, – um, this is what we got to deal with. I mean, I've, I've always said right now, Buffalo is a team you got to go through. If you want to win the division, Buffalo is that team right now. Mm. But from what I've seen so far, I think we're going to match up pretty well with them. I'm not going to say it's going to be an easy game, but I definitely like what I saw as we continue to get into this season that, you know, I think we're going to be all right. And I think we're going to be competitive as long as we don't have a bunch of freak injuries or anything like that. Um, I think we're going to be able to compete with them. And especially if that defense gives us 
that effort they gave us in the first half last year before it got a little in that second game ball game. Um, no Javius White mm-hmm. right now. All right. On top of that, Micah Hyde did not practice today. Yep. Dane Jackson is also out. Yep. Jordan Phillips did not practice today for them. Yeah. Um. Now Jordan Phillips and Von Miller, if they go, are obviously what's scary. Um. You know, when you look at those potential losses of, well, we know Tredavious is out, but Micah Hyde, no Dane Jackson, um, potentially um, Jordan Phillips being out as well. Um, listen, I know they've got some talent in their front seven. Greg Russo is actually having a good year. Matt Milano and Tremaine Edwins at the second level are really good. And they'll still have Jordan Poyer, but Teron Johnson, Sam Lewis, you know, like uh, Christian Benford, you know, Carrie Lim, the, the, like <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you this right now. Are is, are, is this the most exposed that secondary has been? And especially against an offense, do you believe that with how exposed that secondary is and with the talent we have on this offense, you know, are Tua and the, the Dolphins offense capable of keeping up with Josh Allen in that offense? I do believe in every form and fashion, every word associated with what you just said. Yes. I think they have every piece. We have every piece on this team to be able to give them all the fits they can handle and drive them completely batshit crazy, bro. Like mm. the crazy, the, 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 the weirdest thing for me is that like when you really feeling yourself and you really feel like somebody just really don't have an answer for you, you say it. And Tyreek came out and said out of his own mouth, those, they don't have anybody over there that can guard me. I've proven that time and time again, and I've been added to this process with Waddle, and they can't stop us. There's nothing mm. they have for us. So we just got to go out and do what we got to do, and we can win because I've proven by myself, even just me, they can stop me. What are they going to do yeah. with both of us? And yeah. all these injuries they got, we're catching them at the right time. It's unfortunate for them because people are going to use that as an excuse too. But, hey, you got 53 and a 16, man. You and your practice squad for a reason. So shut up and get out there and play. And I believe that we're going to punch them in the mouth. Mm. And they're going to catch hell just like everybody else. Because it's hard, bro. I'm telling you. I done sat up. My sons and I on the whiteboard many nights trying to figure out how do you stop this offense. Mm-hmm. Defense has got to do what they do. Get, a, get the ball back a couple times. Get a couple stops here and there. Make them punt. As long as we, when we get the ball back, put points on the board. Consistently, which I believe yeah. this offense is capable of doing. McDaniels has proven that he's gonna take the shots if he have to, and he ain't gonna want to come off fourth down. If it's short enough that he believes he can get it, he's gonna take that as well. That in itself, that's a problem when you think about it, because most teams play for three downs. Yeah, they plan to have yeah. you off the field. You with this team, you got to plan for four downs, four downs every yeah. series. And you see the wrinkles he added this week compared to week one. He's already started to add wrinkles into things. Um, okay, it, it wasn't just Josh Allen. We would all agree, too, during the Flores years that McDermott and his staff were out coaching our staff as well. Do you think this is the best between coaching staff and on-field personnel? This is the best team we've compiled to go against a Sean McDermott-led bill since he took over the team? Well, I'll tell you this. I... Remember Duper and Clayton. Yeah, I'm old enough to remember that, and it's been a long time since I can ever think to myself to remember back to a team that we put on the field that was anything remotely close to those guys with Marino 
and this is it. And I believe that this group is even more dynamic than them in terms of their athletic ability. So mm. um, coaching, you know what coaching does? Coaching refines the mistakes and helps guys, you know, take their, take their game essentially to an elite elite level all across the board. And the fact that um, it's evident, bro, there's no way you can go from the past pro that we saw previously to what we've seen here last, last week alone and tell me that the coaching ain't working. Yeah. They're buying in, bro. They're buying in. Line, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's just going to get better. And yeah. and for me, when you got superior, you know, you got top-notch athletes at the right spots and you got a quarterback that is a cerebral and is willing to just go and the just dice you, sniper. dice you, dice you, dice you, dice you. Like Tua is, Let's it's go. hard, man. It's hard for any defense to be able to get out there and truly slow this thing down. The only thing can stop them is themselves. What I you know, drop balls and crucial situations. Now he there was a lot of drops on Sunday too, which his his numbers could have probably even been more mm-hmm. um, inflated. But the fact of the matter is that you know they're human, so you're gonna have some drops. But I I don't know, man. I don't see anybody really. I don't know. I don't know any team right now that's equipped to be able to deal with this team, this offense anyway, um, at full strength. Richmond, um, do you think this is the best Dolphins team you've seen compiled from the sideline to the to the players on field um, to take on a Sean McDermott-led Bills? Yeah, I uh, you know the thing that I, I really noticed about this this coaching staff is um, the assistant coaches that he brought in. Um, some of them were uh, veteran coaches. I thought we had a really young staff under Flores, but I think when you start to see players develop or being developed to where, where they might've struggled early on, but now they get in this system um, and, and you start to see progress and this and that, that's when you know you truly got good coaches at, at different key positions. We see it in the offensive line. We see it in the tight end position, um, even the receivers. I mean, I know we got Tyreek. He's a veteran waddle, but when you start seeing all that come together defensively, we were pretty much set. So, but to 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 get what he had in his head, Coach McDaniel had in his head and said, this is what we need to do to accomplish, get that, and then get the coaches that understand what your vision is to communicate it to the players and to fix and tweak little things so players be, can become the best they can be. And even Tua, I mean, from him to get that understanding, I, I still go back to the first day he got the job and they showed a deal where he said, I expect great things out of you, but you're going to have to work. And I think that's, that's not only with Tua, that's with every guy on this team. If you, if you can be great, but you're going to have to work and you see the guys putting in the work and you're starting to see the results that they're getting at different positions. I mean, as much as we were frustrated with the offensive line, for this to be week two and them to come out on the road, because I mean, even at home last year, Tua was getting blew up. But for them to come out and put together a pass protection like they did in a tough environment, and Baltimore is known as being a black and blue team, physical, hit you in the mouth, this and that, to go up there and perform like that and execute and give two of the time that he needed to get the ball to the receivers and stuff like that. That's when you know it's been a changing of the guard and you can you can start to see results. And like you said, ball game said, 
it's going to continue to get better because they're going to continue to tweak little things to help guys get better and better. And the more reps and stuff like that they get, they're going to continue to get better. So I'm, I'm definitely on board with everything he's doing. Um, I got the, I, I mean, since we did our preseason predictions, I've had us winning this game. Now that we beat the Ravens, I got us winning this game even harder. I'll give my score prediction on Friday on my preview show on Finside the NFL. Who do you guys got winning this game? I got the Dolphins winning. I, I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I don't know if it's my heart or whatever, but it, it's going to be hard from what I saw in Baltimore and, and what this team is capable of coming to show that this early in the, in the season. I think no matter who we play, as long as we go out and execute, we got an opportunity to win. So um, I think in the preseason thing, I think I had us losing, but I'm switching that. I, I'm, I'm going Dolphins 35-31 uh, oh. on Sunday. So, yeah. Another high-scoring affair. I think it yeah, could be. Yeah, I'm going to go 42-28 us. I had us, you know, I had us, I had us three and one. I had us three and one through the first. I mean, it's gonna be a shootout. I think. I mean, it's gonna be a shootout. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard not to give give the Bills props for what they do, right? In terms of um, how they go about attacking teams. You know, I mean, it's masterful in in in, in what they do. But I just believe that you know it's time for a change in the guards. You know, these guys don't stand up now when they're gonna ever do it. And the fact that they went out and did it against. Uh, Lamar, who has been <laughs> haunting us, good Lord. Uh, it's time to go ahead and get that monkey off our back with Josh Allen too. So um, yeah, yeah, I, I can't, I can't root against them, and, and my heart won't let me. And my mind and what I saw with my eyes on Sunday tells me that they're ready for this challenge, man. So, man, I'm telling you, one thing you got to do and fix from last Sunday: if we win the coin toss, do not defer. defer. Get ahead of this team. Let your yep. defense – that defense is built to work from ahead, and now we've got a complementary offense. I'm telling you, if we run the – this is the game we want that running game to click. This running game – and, and Moser leading that backfield. Yes, Most sir. The effort on every thing. play, bro. On every play, yeah. the effort you get from him is – at one point in the game, he averaged like 5.1 yards per carry. Like, yeah. Moser was I mean, putting it down. Yeah, I meant to shout that out, man. Like, he, he, he made – Good on every touch they gave him. He's got to if he stays healthy, man. Stays healthy. Yeah. He's gonna put up yards, man. <laughs> um, all right, your guys' final thoughts. Uh, I'll go. Uh, my final thoughts is um, if you wasn't a believer, you, you got time to 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 jump on board. I mean, um, I, I mean, be, just being honest, you know, I, at halftime I was a little concerned, but. When they came out the second half and they start, I said, "Man, we got a chance to 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 win this game." And then, you know, like even when Lamar broke the line, it was like it was a couple plays that we would kind of get in the rhythm, and then they would break. But they never, they they just they just kept going. It was almost like a pit bull, just they just kept attacking, kept attacking. Mm-hmm. And man, I I love to see that in a team, especially on the road. And there was a couple plays made, and then it just it just got quiet in, in the whole city of Baltimore. I mean, they shut it down, and then we went ahead with that last touchdown. That was a big play. I was just like, man, if y'all ain't paying attention to the Dolphins, y'all better pay attention. And if we if we beat Buffalo, they'll find a way to spin it to whatever, whether they blame it on injuries. I don't care what they do, but um, – the media can fool some of the fan base or some of the, the NFL fans or whatever, 
but it's going to put NFL teams on notice to say, hey, they're, they're a lot better. What, what you're seeing on, on, on tape is real. So when you play the Dolphins, you better be ready to go, this and that. You know, he's got them going in the right direction. Their confidence is there, this and that. So um, we're going to give you our chance. If you, if you ain't been on the bandwagon, come on back. Come on back home with us and and let's ride. And, and, and we should be, as a fan base anyway, wishing what's best for the team anyway. So if you're on the opposite side, it's you time to jump over here with everybody bro. else. Yeah, you, you, so. you better man than me, Richmond, because I'll tell them that we we'll pick y'all ass up on the next ride. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you can catch the small boat. You know what I'm saying? The big boat, we, we leaving about this piece because y'all we had the chance to get on board and y'all want to stand on the docks procrastinating. Well, we pulling off now. You can wait around. We'll come back to come back for your ass later. It is what it is. That's how I feel about that because you didn't believe. And he had everything to say negative, and now at this point with things finally looking like they're going and headed in the right direction, now all of a sudden now you want to come back and be like, oh, yeah, okay. Nah, we good. We good. Yeah. Hang out over there for a bit more. Yeah. Um, For me, man, I think the biggest thing is that I'm watching this team finally believe in themselves. And I think across the board you can have – you, you, all three things can be true at the same time in regards to football. You can have a good special teams, you can have a great defense, and you can have a subpar offense, and you can win games. But when you go through and you slice it all down and you say, you know what, let's start from here and see where we are, and you build each piece. Well, you already had one piece built with the defense, and now you go and you add overwhelming quality to your offense that matches – the athleticism you have on your defense, and then you bring in quality players to show up your special teams, but I don't believe they'll have another blunder like they did on Sunday for the rest of the year. Um, that makes you, just off that alone, a team that people should be looking out for. And then when you go out with a sense of understanding about who you are and who they think you are, and you got to change the narrative for yourself, you only have one choice. Swing until your swing until your freaking arms get tired, and you punch everything in front of you, and you bust through it no matter what. But you do it together, and that's 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 the notion I believe. Well, that's the mindset that I believe McDaniel's has them all on right now. No one's gonna give you anything. Everything we get, we gotta go take it, and we have everything we have everything we need right here in house. And uh, with Tyreek running around, pounding on his chest, telling them nobody nobody in the league can stop me. And, and Waddle believing now that he can be the other version of that unguardable wide receiver. And then you got Cedric and hope he gets back sooner than later. You know what I'm saying? Eating up the middle of the offense. And Mike Gesicki looked like he actually trying to do something. He Did you see him actually trying to block? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. When you get guys to start believing in their full potential, man, the sky is limitless for you. And that's all we've ever wanted. And I think Mike coming in and just letting these guys know, listen, man, there's still a game that y'all been playing all y'all life and you love. Let's get back to having some fun out here. Winning is fun. Losing is never fun. So let's win more than we lose. Well, let's lean on each other and let's be a team about it. And that's what I see forming in front of us. So my six-week thing might be off a little bit. But I, I, I'm going to stick with six weeks of them because I think that gives them fully the amount of time they need to really be able to look at each other and say, bro, I got you no matter what. I see what that's we, – we saw it on tape. We know what's coming. You know what I mean? And they can talk to each other without talking to each other. Sunday was the first start of that with that pass pro. Now they get this run game clicking, man. Stand by to stand by. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, the run game 
can overpower the their run defense just based off scheme alone if they execute properly and, and with the talent we have. Yeah, um, overly aggressive up front. Yeah, and their best yeah. interior guy is Jordan Phillips, Phillips against the run. Now, Vaughn Miller and Matt Milano, they do their damn thing um, against the run too, and they're going to be healthy. So, man, as long as the offensive line shows up, we are going to be good. And do you guys know that we have one – seven straight home games. So we have the potential to win eight in a eight. row um, this weekend. And also we have not beat Buffalo since December 2nd, 2018. And a win would give us our first three and O start since 2018 and 15th time in franchise history that the team would have started three and O. So man, a lot, a lot, a lot to look forward to this weekend, guys. We'll see you back here next week at the finish line. Until next time, everyone, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, stay blessed. We'll see y'all on the next one. Fins up. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.